Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of the So What Podcast. My name is Anna McGuire and it is a true privilege and a joy of mine to have a conversation with you today about sowing intentionally into our lives so that we can reap abundantly in the days, weeks, months, and even years to come. Have you ever heard the expression, fake it until you make it? Fake it until you make it. Now, I've heard this expression, I can't even tell you how many times. Like you can hear it in the context of like when you're baking or cooking something, you're like, I'm just going to kind of fake it until I figure it out. Or it could be some kind of project with work. You got to fake it until you make it. And as harmless as that statement may seem in some contexts, I believe that we apply that in some dangerous context, particularly in the context of when it comes to our feelings and our needs. Fake it until you make it. Faking it. Hiding our needs and our feelings. You know, what's really going on in our lives. You see, being a counselor and a pastor, I get to walk with people hand in hand through different situations of their lives where faking it uh, has gotten them to a place of a lot of confusion and turmoil. Like because they faked it for so long, they are in a spot where they're like, I don't even know what I need anymore because I ignored my feelings and my needs for so long. Faking it until you make it faking it that you're okay, faking that everything is fine can be really harmful and honestly damaging to our emotional health, our spiritual health, and our mental health, hiding our needs and hiding our feelings and what's going on in our lives. So if we know that it can be harmful, I mean, I don't think anybody sets out on the day and is like, I'm going to fake it and I know it's going to be great for me. So why do we do it? If we know it's more than likely not the best thing for us. Why do we fake it? Why do we fake that we're okay? And I've found that there are a few different reasons why we fake that we're okay. I see that we fake it in order to keep the peace. It's like, you know what? I don't want to share my emotions or my needs or what's really going on in my world circumstance wise because I just want everything to stay calm. I just want to keep the peace. That's one reason why I see people faking it. Another is that people simply don't want to be vulnerable. They're like, I just don't have the energy or the desire to let my real true self be shown or known. So I'm just going to keep faking it. Another one, which is is like a huge culprit, especially in like Western society, is that we're too busy. Like I don't have time to not fake it. Like I just got to keep going. I got to pull myself up by my bootstraps and I got to keep trudging forward because you know what? The 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 clock doesn't stop. The the calendar doesn't stop. The the tasks and the needs and everything that's going on in my world continue. So, you know what? I got to fake it. Another reason people fake it is because they're afraid of what people will think of them. Like if they really know how I'm feeling or what I really need or what's really going on in my world, they're going to think that I'm crazy or they're going to reject me or they're not going to admire me like maybe they once did. So you know what? I got to fake it. I just got to keep pressing on. I got to fake it until I make it. 
fake it till I make it to the weekend, fake it till I make it till vacation, fake it until I make it make it to a place where I feel like I've achieved something and I can actually let my hair down. People fake it for a whole bunch of different reasons and maybe some of the reasons I shared don't resonate with you but lean into okay if and when I fake it why do I fake it? So after you press into why do I fake it the next question to look at is what happens when I fake it? What happens when I live as if my needs and my feelings and circumstances don't exist? What happens when I keep pressing in or pressing on as if everything is fine? You know, in youth ministry world, uh, if you grew up in youth group, you may have heard this like term like wearing a mask. Like what, what happens when you wear a mask? Like everything is fine. Well, I found that there's four main things that happen when you fake it until you make it. The first is like stress and anxiety. Stress and anxiety. You don't attend to your emotions and your feelings and your needs. And honestly, what happens is when you don't do that, your brain basically signals to you through stress and anxiety, hey, there's things going on inside of you and you got to take care of it. And then when you don't, that stress and anxiety just continues to grow. So that's the first thing that I see when people fake it is stress and anxiety. The second thing I see is guilt. You might say, guilt? Really? Well, when you don't recognize your needs, your feelings, and your circumstances in a healthy way, when they start to bubble up and you do start to recognize them, you start to feel guilty for actually having needs, feelings, and circumstances that need attention, that need some people to know what's going on. And so then you start to feel guilty for actually being a human. So first thing, stress and anxiety. The second thing, guilt. The third thing that I see is loneliness. When you fake it, you really push people out because you don't want to let people in to know what is actually going on. Loneliness. Because faking it, again, it's not allowing yourself to be vulnerable, not allowing yourself to be real with other people. And in order to maintain this idea or this charade that you're totally fine, you can't have people come close. So faking it lends to loneliness. And the fourth thing I see is burnout. Faking it takes a ton of energy. I know we think of like vulnerability taking energy from us, but honestly, faking it takes even more because it is, I just used the word and I'm going to use it again, is this charade. It's this persona you have to put on day after day or moment after moment that everything is just fine. And so that amount of energy when you're giving it out in excess in that kind of way It's only leading to burnout because you're not really opening up yourself in a way that you're going to get anything in return. Like as if like you're vulnerable with the right people, there's going to be that costs you energy, but there's going to be something you get in return. And that is your emotions and your needs and your circumstances getting the attention that they need. When you're faking it, you're giving away so much energy to, to, to this faking it, to this persona, to this charade, and you don't get anything out of it other than you 
you're still upholding a persona or charade or some kind of act. So what happens when you fake it? Stress and anxiety, guilt, loneliness, and burnout. These four things can be so detrimental to our spiritual health, our emotional health, and our mental health. These four things, again, are so big when it comes to our overall health as individuals. And they oftentimes stem from faking it, not giving your needs, your feelings, or your circumstances the attention they need, pretending like they don't exist. So how do you combat faking it? Because again, this is pretty widely accepted in our society that, yeah, you fake it. Again, you you pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You, You just push forward. The world doesn't care what you're experiencing or going through. You just keep going. Now, there is such a thing as like resilience. I don't want to like minimize resilience that, yes, even in the midst of difficult feelings, needs, and circumstances, we do need to be faithful to whatever work is in front of us. However, however, being faithful and showing up to our everyday does not mean that we give up on taking care of our needs, our feelings, and our circumstances, letting people in, letting people know where you're at and what's going on. So how do we combat faking it? We know that faking it is dangerous, dangerous for our spiritual health, our emotional health, and our mental health. So how do we combat that? And there's two really simple things, a safe place and safe people. Safe place and safe people. I want to emphasize that word safe. Safe. Now, every person that you interact with on a daily basis may not be a safe person for you to be vulnerable with, to let them in on all of your needs, feelings, and circumstances. So you got to be intentional of who are some of my safe people and the safe places, the safe spaces that I can find myself in to know that I can be real and not have to fake it. So a safe place, there's a couple of places that come to my mind. First is like a small group. If you're part of a local church, I really hope that you're part of a small group or like a Sunday school or connection class of some sort. Those are safe places to share when you are not okay. A safe place place. Another place would be like a counseling session. That's a safe place to be to to do some of the the work of giving your needs, your feelings and your circumstances the attention that they need. Another safe place is a journal. I find my journal to be incredibly safe for me. I can share with the pages exactly how I'm feeling, exactly what I need. And honestly, it feels so good to let it out and to give it the attention it needs. It's a safe place to share that. When it comes to safe people, there's a couple of different categories I would have with that is like somebody who's like an accountability partner, somebody who is in the same uh, kind of sphere of life as you, like somebody who gets where you're at, what you're going through. I have a couple of women in my life that walk a very similar path as me and those are women that I can be totally real with 
because they understand the challenges and the struggles that uh, I face because they're very similar to the ones that they face because we have very similar careers and phases and stages of life. So I, I consider them kind of like that accountability. Um, the other place would be is a, a non-judgmental friend, a friend that may not totally understand what you're walking through, but a friend who will hear your heart and listen and lean in and sit with you in the midst of sharing your feelings and whatever it is that you're going through. So a safe person would be a non-judgmental friend. Another safe person would be a mentor. Do you have somebody in your life that's a little bit older, who's walked the journey a little bit longer, who can pour into you, that you can share what's going on with, and that they may have some wisdom as how to really take care of what it is you're feeling and what you need in that moment. And then I know I mentioned this as a safe place, but I'm going to also say this as for a safe people or person is a counselor, a counselor, a therapist. I, I think there's, there is something to be said about talking to a counselor or therapist because it helps us to, again, lean in to our needs, our feelings, and uh, our circumstances and helps us to process in such a way that we can't fake it in those moments. Every single one of us were created by God with this need. And it's the need to be known and connected. To be known and connected. We weren't created to fake it. We were created to live in community with others. Galatians 6, 2, one of my favorite Bible verses, it says, carry each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The command and the instruction that is given there is walk with people in such a way that you can help them carry those needs, those feelings, and those circumstances so they don't have to do it alone. And you fulfill the law of Christ, meaning you do as Jesus did as you do that. Like, so if you want to be like Jesus, you help other people carry their burdens. And man, if I can challenge you, let other people do that for you. Let people in so that they can help you carry your burdens, your your needs, your feelings, and the different circumstances you find yourself in or the different circumstances you face. Safe place, safe people. Don't fake it until you make it. Find the places that are safe for you to be vulnerable, to give healthy attention to your needs, your feelings, and your circumstances. Friend, if we sow intentionally into this area right now, here in this moment, I know it will benefit us in the days, weeks, months, and years to come. I know it will. Faking it for days, weeks, months, years, which we all have the capability of doing, can only create greater stress, anxiety, guilt, burnout, and loneliness. All things that we are not meant to live in routinely. All things that are not beneficial for our spiritual, emotional, and mental health. Friend, remember I am always in your corner and cheering you on. Cheering you on as you choose vulnerability to let people in, to find safe places, to find safe people. So that you can give your needs and your feelings and your circumstances the healthy attention they deserve. I love you so much. 
again, cheering you on always. I can't wait to talk to you next week.